welcome to the new episode of Dakota Boys Talk Movies. We are going to talk about some spooky movies tonight, some horror movies, some Halloween night movies, so to speak, ones you may want to watch this Halloween to get your get your scare on. Is that what people say? Yeah. Sure, why send, not? Send that tingle down your spine. So, yes, we're back after a couple months again of a break here. Uh, basically, September flew by for me. I I was sick for half of it, <laughs> in the hospital for about half of it, and then recovering, and just different things like that. And so it's nice to be back, doing some new episodes for you, and now, like, yeah, it's October the the month of fear and Oktoberfest. <laughs> You're either scared or drunk, drunk. <laughs> yeah, or drunk and scared, which I guess that happens too. I think they kind of go hand in hand. I think with either of those things, uh, we're just going to say be careful and yeah. be responsible because don't drink and drive. You just don't die for dumb reasons. Die for if you are going to like die, you know. Well, let's not even just let's not even go there. Just, yeah, just be, don't be dumb. <laughs> don't don't bust out the Ouija board. I'm gonna say as well. <laughs> yeah, don't yeah. Uh, don't take the uh, cut across through See, the graveyard. The We're not necessarily gonna talk about movies involved Ouija boards, but here's the thing: I think if there's something you can learn from those movies, it's just not worth the risk. So don't be dumb. And there's where the drinking comes in because you start getting a little loose. <laughs> you start thinking something's a good idea, and it's not. It's just not. So don't do it. So we're gonna each talk about a couple, a uh, couple of scary movies. Some, some pretty recent. Um, some really recent new ones that just had came out, and uh, just kind of talk about why we like them and ones that are pretty easy for you to get a hold of uh, to watch this this month even. So uh, Dakota, what do you got up first for uh, for a good scary movie to watch this month? Well, this one actually just literally came out, and literally, it, it was simultaneously released on Netflix, and it's part of a franchise that has been scaring the bejesus out of me since I was just a wee young boy. Yeah, the first one came out, what, 1983, 4? I don't know, somewhere. Yeah. I remember the first time I saw my local home video rental place i don't remember what they called what were those called a video store yes my home <laughs> like a rental yeah okay. yeah what did that thing <laughs> they had a giant poster of this movie and it scared the bejesus out of me because it was chucky standing behind a jack-in-the-box yes with, with the hedge clippers <laughs> yeah okay yes uh in the mall at the movie theater, I remember that poster too, and it freaked me out. This doll with the hedge clippers behind a behind a Jack in the Box or whatever was that? Was that the second one though that had that? Oh man, now I'm confused. Maybe the second one. Maybe. I felt like it was two, Child's Play two. Yeah, maybe. But it was. either either way, it's funny how we both have memories of that poster. It's kind of it's kind of one of those like iconic, but in like a in like a off the beaten path iconic sort of way. Yeah. <laughs> kind of like the Monkey Shines poster <laughs> or something. But yes, uh what's the new one called that you're Cult of Chucky Cult. is what they decided to call this one. And sounds, sounds like a 
Good idea. Honestly, <laughs> I was a little... I feel like the title was a little misleading with this one. Sounds like a religion's going to happen. I figured... I hadn't seen the trailer. I just heard people talking about it. Okay. Like, oh my god, they made another one. So but, you were... So let's kind of... Let's go back a little bit. So when you saw they made another one, were you just completely excited? Cautiously excited? Uh, We'll see... Chucky's been okay in the past. Where were you on this spectrum of excitement? Honestly, it brightened up my night. I was <laughs> sitting at home alone. I was so hoping you would say that. <laughs> and, yeah, it. I saw it, and I was just like, I couldn't find anything on Netflix. Um, anything, That's just sad, Dakota. Anything good. Mm-hmm. Because I, I watched the... Netflix made stuff like the independent stuff on there. Okay. And it doesn't do anything for me. It's I find it cheesy, subpar. Uh I heard rants and raves about the houses the houses that October built, which look kinda creepy. I don't and, even know what that is, I guess. And that was I, a movie on Netflix? Yeah. It's hmm. about these guys that go to these uh you know, they put on like horror shows and these things. Almost okay. like yeah. It was like a haunted house, but bigger and scarier. And these guys kind of go on a road trip, visiting all these things, looking for this alleged, um, I don't even remember what they call them. Sorry. I'm sorry, listener. I failed you. (laughs) But essentially, it it just, there's a couple creepy characters in there. They look creepy, but the movie just kind of falls flat, ends the way you think it's going to end. Um. I think when I was watching it, I actually fell asleep, woke up, restarted to the point where I last remembered, fell asleep again, did woke up, rewound it to where I remember, and it was <laughs> it was a vicious cycle that happened three times. So it took you like four hours to watch this ninety yes. minute movie. <laughs> yes, it's been there. And by the end of it, I was like, oh, "It's four a.m. I stayed up for this. <laughs> I hate my decisions." <laughs> but anyway, back to the cult of Chucky. <laughs> Oh yes, that's what we were talking about. Anyway, I don't know why, but I had I had hopes that this one would would be good, and it was mostly because the last one was actually pretty decent. It wasn't uh, it wasn't anywhere near as good as the first one or the second one, but I felt it was new and a little bit refreshing, and it actually had a couple scares in it. Yeah, and that one just came out, what, a couple of years ago, and they was kind of touted as, like, the guy who created it was going to direct it. He kind of came back in the director's seat, right? Yeah. Um, I'm sorry. I'm kind of drawing a blank on this guy's name. I think it was Don Mancini. It's Don something. Yeah. I don't know if it's Mancini. I can't remember if it's Mancini or not. But I know all these movies, the Child's Play movies, have had the same writer. I think it's, I think it's this guy whose name may or may not be Don, who may or may not also be called Mancini. <laughs> okay, yes. it's, uh, yeah, Don Mancini, you nailed it. All right. For some reason, Mancini didn't sound right. Why do I have Casca? Is that the <laughs> Phantasm guy? Yeah. Okay. That's... Uh, so I was off on, I was in a whole other franchise. Okay. Which, in a related note, they are still making those movies. Yeah, yeah. I think Crazy. they're on number t- 20 right now. Holy cow, is it really 20? It, it's high, but it's in the teens, I believe. That's crazy. Yeah. Okay, yeah, so Don Mancini, yes. Yeah. And 
from what I had heard, he was going to try to not necessarily go back to the roots of the original one. You know, not necessarily a straight-up slasher movie, but kind of one of those movies where there's a lot of suspense to it. So I was like, oh, okay. Like, I keep hear- I kept hearing things. And then, lo and behold, bam. I found this movie on Netflix. So I didn't even... I didn't even, like, think about it. I just started the movie. <laughs> then I hit pause, and then I went to the bathroom. Well, we're getting the whole... <laughs> we're getting, like... Get ready, folks. The itinerary. <laughs> and then I was like, okay, I don't want to get up after this. I better grab me a glass <laughs> of water. I want to stop this movie. I want to sit through it. Completely unfazed by anything else. <laughs> and then, yeah, I just let the movie play. And sure enough, it was actually... I thought for a franchise this old and for a franchise that's taken gone down some really weird Yeah, taking some paths. strange exits. <laughs> yeah. Made a lot of detours that were very unnecessary. <laughs> it was actually quite refreshing. And I say that because the movie picks up directly where the last one left off. Um with the character of Nika, she's the girl in the wheelchair, if anyone's seen the last one. And she is actually committed uh, to a psychiatric care because she is believed to have been the killer of her family. Which, if you saw the last one, you would know, no, it was Chucky that killed all them. Chucky, Chucky. Yeah, and it the movie starts off kind of dark because, <laughs> yes... Very dark because she's actually going through this Nika character is going through electroshock therapy, as one does in horror <laughs> movies. There's a lot of electroshock therapy in horror movies, and it's not the nice electroshock therapy, you know, where they put you to sleep. No, she is Wait, very much time awake. Out. Time out. What's nice? What's nice electroshock therapy? They put you to sleep. They give you drugs and you pass out and you wake up and you're like, oh, my. Oh, I apparently was shocked in my sleep. <laughs> I feel much more focused. Okay. Uh, oh, I, that's interesting. I don't hear voices or see leprechauns, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I've never been through the experience, Stephen. Mm, Hopefully. I'm starting to wonder now. <laughs> you seem to have a lot of knowledge about electroshock therapy. <laughs> anyway, moving on. <laughs> But anyway, the film kind of digresses from there. Uh, You meet some of the other people who are locked up in this asylum with her. And it's... uh, How do I describe it? I want to say one flew over the cuckoo's nest. But there's some weird people in this asylum, obviously. But anyway, the story kind of revolves around this small group within this hospital asylum psychiatric hospital whatever you want to call it and they do group therapy there and one of the doctors there decides that in order to help this nika get over her whole it was chucky who killed my family he decides to get the doll and use it to kind of get her to realize that it was just a doll okay but it's the actual chucky doll like it's actually Chucky that he gets. Or is it? <laughs> oh, here's the twist. Yeah. Or is it a twist? Well, originally, the doll actually 
is very doll-like. Chucky doesn't show up, you know, just immediately killing people. But there's a lot of stuff kind of going on behind the scenes that we don't see. We don't okay. know. Um, there were some moments in this movie where you you don't really know what to expect, what's happening next. Um, and in that note, Andy Barkley actually shows up. And the kid who played him in the first two movies reprises his role. Oh, okay. Yeah. And so how old would he be now? Like 40s? Uh, he's in his mid-30s. Mid-30s? He's kind of has some issues. He's like in real life or in the movie? <laughs> Both. <laughs> I think they they just took his real age and his age in the movie and are like, that's how old you are. <laughs> but anyway, he's kind of struggling. He's alone. Uh, he seems to be uh, a huge fan of firearms. Like... like Several firearms laying around his cabin, and Republican without <laughs> without getting too spoilery. Is that a word? It is now. Okay, it's a word. I think I've heard it before. They just put like a dash between the R and the Y. Spoilery. Okay. Then you can make anything a word. With dashes. <laughs> well, anyway, for those of you who saw the last movie, you'll know that he actually showed up in the last movie at the very end. He got sent a Chucky doll. That actually tried to kill him, and he blew it away. Well, in this movie, it turns out he actually still has the head of that doll, <laughs> and he tortures it for fun. Yes, he's a very well-adjusted individual. So he's basically like Sid yeah, <laughs> from Toy Story. Yeah, but when he does pull out the doll and they have this interesting exchange, it's very kind of odd, like... Not like off-putting or this is stupid, but it's like this is almost like a really messed up kind of psychotic friendship they have going on here. Friendship. And then it devolves into torture and you're just like, oh, man. <laughs> but anyway, the mes- the rest of the movie, like I said, it doesn't kind of play out like you think it would. There's okay. a lot. So that's, of- that's kind of where you found it refreshing is that. It was fun, but not in the too comedic sort of way, like Seed of Chucky went and things like that. Yeah. Okay. That kind of sick, twisted humor that they started in a third one mm-hmm. okay. where Chucky was making jokes as he was killing people. It's like, oh, man, what has become of this franchise? <laughs> How dare they take something like <laughs> Chucky and make it just... There's there's still jokes in this, and uh, like I said, without being too spoilery, you find out what exactly this cult of Chucky is. Um, Tiffany shows up again. Uh, for those of you who don't know who that is, she's the, she was the bride, as in the bride of Chucky. And, yeah, it kind of brings together... Uh, I really hope that they don't make a sequel to this and throw the kid in there from C to Chucky, because that was definitely kind of like the jump-the-shark moment for this franchise. <laughs> Well, they're like, we don't know what we're doing anymore. Just, I don't know. Start filming stuff. Hmm. So, so like, uh, we'll grade these movies as we go. So, where where are you kind of at with grading this one? Oh, grading it. I no, would... I mean, I realize that this isn't like an Oscar contender. So, <laughs> so like, take this grade with like, uh, maybe within this world of Chucky. <laughs> where would you grade it? Oh man, 
That's actually kind of tough because I really feel like this is probably the only movie that feels like it's related to the first one. Mm, okay. So uh, the first one is horror movie-wise is actually pretty good. Sure. Okay. So within the franchise, I'd probably give it three and a half stars out of five. Okay. Yeah, and that's why I said you have to almost grade it within the franchise because, you know, I mean, come on. You know, it's, yeah. it's you know, in the world of movies. And so, okay, so three and a half out of five in the within the Chucky franchise, pretty good. Yeah. yeah that was pretty, pretty good, pretty watchable. And it's pretty easy to find right now since they threw it on Netflix simultaneously with its uh, Blu-ray DVD release. So you don't even really have to buy it, per se, if, if you have a subscription to Netflix, which seems like everybody in there grandma does these days i mean if you don't i'm not trying to make you feel bad it just seems like or you a lot of people do or you know your friend's password (laughs) (laughs) or your ex's password Ooh, ooh, let's not go there (laughs) i'm just kidding uh yeah so uh cult of chucky uh my first one i'm gonna bring up it's it's not terrible i mean let's not in the scheme of movies it's not really old at all it came out uh less than a year ago and uh was kind of uh what a lot of people said was a real good step in the right direction uh for a director writer director i should say writer director producer i should say that had kind of fallen off he went from really good critically acclaimed movies and audience acclaimed movies to movies that people still kind of liked and critics were mostly positive about two movies that nobody could decide what the heck is even going on to now kind of making this a little bit of comeback by doing kind of smaller movies and i'm referring to m night Shyamalan and his movie split which you could argue that's not horror but i think in a lot of ways it is it follows a lot of the tropes of what a horror movie is by having kind of this uh this situation where these young girls are kidnapped and you're working your way to a final girl <laughs> with uh this antagonist that you're trying to understand their motives and I think that's really what a lot of uh you know that one type of horror movie is and uh I don't know I just found this movie uh extremely fascinating because uh well first off it stars james mcavoy uh he's made a lot of offbeat like kind of british independent movies and things like that i haven't seen any of them so maybe he's done stuff like this before in movies like what's that one he had filth and things like that but to see him do a role like this was just way different to me because i'm used to him as you know professor x I think I saw him in a movie where he was like a cop or something, you know? And so this was just like, I've never seen him in a role uh, quite like this before. And man, it was just, it was a fascinating, crazy performance. Him playing these 23 personalities, which you got to experience, I would say, only a handful of them for a long time. And then you got kind of glimpses of most of them. Yeah, it, it starts with uh, you're kind of introduced to these three girls that get kidnapped, one of them in particular, and you kind of learn her story throughout the movie. Um, and then you're, again, like I said, just trying to understand 
James McAvoy's motives and what he's doing. And they kind of tell you what's going to happen in the trailer. Like, he's about to unleash another personality. And you're kind of understanding that this one is going to be the worst. Is kind of what they're alluding to in the trailer. And what seems to be leading in the movie. And you're trying to understand, like, okay, what's that got to do with why he felt compelled to steal these girls? And what's fascinating is the one you spend a lot of time with um, is he the one where he is an, what is it, is an eight-year-old? Or a six-year-old boy? I think he's ten, maybe? Yeah, he plays this little boy. And it's crazy because McAvoy plays it in this way where you are kind of thinking of him as that boy when he's playing it. At least I did. You know, just because of the, the way he holds himself and the way he talks. It's just very, like you believe that he's this person that has these multiple personalities. At least that's what I found. And it just kind of made this intriguing, this intriguing story even more compelling because of that. And so once again, we'll go any further. If you don't know much about this movie, other than that, if you like, uh, just those kind of suspenseful mystery, you know, movies that maybe give you a little bit of a scare, but don't go so far that you're like, for those of you who maybe are are real squeamish, this would be a good one because there's nothing that's really terribly squeamish in it or too heavy, I guess to say, and things like that. Uh, this would be this would be a good one to watch, and it's just kind of fascinating and has like kind of a uh, really interesting kind of conclusion. So uh, yeah, Split would be one I would say to watch. And then as far as as grading on like a five star scale, yeah, I don't know. Maybe kind of in that three and a half range, kind of like you, and this is kind of three and a half just in the scheme of just movies, you know, um, where it was like, wow, I kind of expected this to be a really meddling, you know, like sort of movie and it ended up being like really entertaining and kind of cool and, and, uh, kind of just the way things kind of fell together. So, uh, so like I said, it's a, it's a good watch. And the the girl who's who leads in it hasn't really been in much yet, but is going to be in like everything, I believe, next year, right? Yeah. On on you Taylor Joy or Anna Taylor Joy. Yeah. She's kind of showing up in everything, and so uh, um, I thought that Split was a really good showcase for her, um, just because she's not just playing kind of a quivering girl. She, there's a lot of complexities to who her character is, and. Uh, yeah, so I think it's a good kind of showcase for her, and so I was kind of kind of interested to see where she goes in the future. And she has a really unique look to her, where I think she could almost she could like throw her into any era and make her work, just because she has a unique look to her. You know what I mean? There are some people like, yeah. like she was in the movie The Witch, you know, and it's like, oh, you could throw her into the you know seventeenth, eighteenth century, and she fits. You could throw her into this era and make her fit just because she has this face that is kind of old-fashioned but at the same time could be uniquely modern like she is in split and so uh yeah and then like i said uh mcavoy just acts the crap out of this movie and gives a really interesting performance and you see Shyamalan uh do things in terms of writing and direction that he hasn't done for for quite a few movies (laughs) So just all around uh, breath of fresh air in that way too. But even if I pull back and be like, okay, 
this is just like a a good Shyamalan movie. But no, let's let's not even put the whole like jadedness we may have towards Shyamalan. Take that out. It's still a three and a half out of five movie. It's still a good movie. So yeah, that's kind of where I'm at with that. So Split would be my first recommendation for something maybe a little scary, but not too gory to watch this Halloween. So Dakota, what's your next one that you have? All right. You'll excuse me here. Yeah. The next one I have for you, my friends, is called The Void. The Void. Yeah, this movie actually came out uh, two years ago from what I remember. Okay. And it was actually, the thing about this movie is I tried to find stuff, like the backstory, the making of the story, and I feel like I found conflicting things. Like, I heard someone said it was like a it was made in Canada, um, but the movie takes place in the U.S. If that so, that didn't really seem to jive. I know if uh, these smaller independent filmmakers, if they make something, say like they're from Ontario and they make it around that area, they tend to they tend to put it in that same area. I mean, it's just something that filmmakers do. Um, one of probably my favorite filmmakers of all time is John Carpenter. And this movie really, really seems like it was inspired by not just that, but the whole kind of lore surrounding Cthulhu, um, that sort of genre of horror, which is cosmic horror, I guess. (laughs) But, uh, the movie starts off with this uh, cop coming. Cr- Actually, that's not how it starts off. I'm sorry. The movie starts off with uh, these two men. They're leaving a, um, outside this farmhouse. Uh, this guy has just escaped from it. Uh, they end up kind of lighting this house on fire and then leaving. <laughs> well, arson. Yeah, it's good old-fashioned arson. <laughs> But anyway, we come across this cop who's just kind of sitting in his squad car. He finds the guy who fled, fled the farmhouse, and decides to take him to a hospital. Well, once he gets to the hospital, uh, things things tailspin pretty fast for all these characters. You have uh, Grandpa who's there with his pregnant granddaughter. Um this is a hospital, by the way, that's just experienced like a really uh, bad fire to the point where they're closing it down. So all their stuff is being moved to like uh, a newer hospital that they've just built. Uh, so there's really nobody there, just like a couple staff members and a couple patients. Well, it's this is where the movie gets very hard to describe. Uh, one of the nurses inside kind of goes a little insane. She disfigures herself and then goes after this patient. That's when things essentially start to pick up with this movie because up until now could be, could be, you know, a suspense thriller. I cop drama, <laughs> yeah, cop drama, uh, like just anything at this point and then this happens and then 
the movie just builds from there. Next thing you know, the guys who we saw early in the movie are showing up at the hospital. The hospital gets surrounded by these uh, what we're supposed to believe are just people who are wearing these white cloaks and carrying knives. And then we're hearing horns outside the hospital. But essentially, um, what happens from here on then is we find out that the people outside are a cult. They kind of have this plan to bring back this guy's daughter who died. Um, these guys aren't Satanists, though. No, don't don't be starting to think that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> No, they're 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 just some good old fashioned cultists who, uh, their leader apparently has this book. And... Good old fashioned cultists. Yeah, you know like... one you might meet in, who knows, parking lot of Walmart. Yeah, <laughs> this is a good old like... fashioned cultist. These aren't, these aren't like Satanists with the pentagram and you know the slice and open of the goat and <laughs> whatever hooved animal they have laying around. No, this movie I have to give it props just for. Well, for a lot of things. Uh, one, the acting in here is pretty solid. Um, two, the John Carpenter style practical effects, which are so crazy. <laughs> I think the only way somebody could probably, I don't know, maybe if ben, Benicio Del, no, oh my gosh, Guillermo Del Toro drops some acid. <laughs> and started looking at some of H.R. Geiger's work. Oh, maybe, boy. <laughs> maybe you'd get something like this. Uh, the monsters in this movie I thought were not just kind of scary, but kind of like, oh, my God, what the hell is that? Um, and two, the story of this movie is actually pretty, pretty unique. Um, you know, sometimes horror movies come out. You kind of think it looks interesting. You go to see it. And then as the movie's rearing to a close, you kind of say to yourself, you know, if the Winchesters from Supernatural just showed up, they could have they could have finished this whole story in like a half hour. <laughs> That's not the case with this movie. It's just really solid all around. Um, I actually kind of regretted watching this at 2 in the morning. Uh, in an empty house. <laughs> it was one of those things where you just hear like the floor, like the house creak a little bit, and you're like, "Where's my crucifix?" But yeah, that's that's what I have for the void. I'm doing it a huge disservice by describing it, but I thought it was was a gem hidden amongst hidden amongst the rubble that is Netflix. Yeah, it's kind of. A, f a couple interesting facts I was able to find about I know is that uh, it was apparently, it was filmed in Canada, kind of an abandoned building, and it was crowdfunded. Really? Huh. And a lot of people were saying that if you like kind of the old-fashioned type of horror movies, especially like an old-fashioned John Carpenter horror movie, it really has a lot of homage to those. Like uh, there's one they say, Prince of Darkness. The kind of homages, which is an old Carpenter film about a cult too, right? Yep. And so, and so there you go, there you go. And so, uh, where where do you kind of put this on the scale of movies? Ooh, we sticking with the five stars? Yeah, put it on the judgment seat. <laughs> Ooh, man. 
Now, this is just general movies, or I'm not pitting this against, say, like, The Fog or something like yeah, that. Yeah, let me just put it into movies. <clears throat> I would probably give it three. I'd give it three stars. Okay, so three out of five stars. So, so kind of, and, and honestly, in terms of horror movies, that's probably pretty good because there's a lot of terrible ones. Oh, my gosh, yes. <laughs> so, okay. Uh, the, the one, the next one I'm going to talk about is, uh, is, uh, one that, cow came out uh, maybe three years ago now. I don't even know, four years ago. And, uh, it maybe is apropos to talk about this now as the people who made it have another way more successful horror movie theaters right now. Uh, but the movie Mama, which came out a few years back and had, uh, Stars Jessica Chastain, kind of right in the midst of when she was in everything that was getting critical acclaim. Kind of her Zero Dark Thirty, The Help time there, which she still is getting critical acclaim for certain things. But this one also got a pretty decent amount of critical acclaim. It just kind of flew a little more under the radar just because a lot of people don't give as much attention to just what seems like it's going to be just kind of a run-of-the-mill horror movie. Uh, And so it just kind of flies by. Because you don't have a name attached like Stephen King's. <laughs> which is funny that people still care when something has Stephen King attached when most of his movies are terrible. Th- so this one just kind of flew, kind of flew under, but was liked by a majority of audiences that saw it. And like I said, got a pretty good critical response, even from some of the more stuffy critics, you know, ones that people would consider more stuffy, said, oh, if you like, you know, kind of the. The thrills and chills and some jumps, you know, Mama's a good one to go to. But I think what's interesting about this one is it ends up kind of telling uh, a story of parenthood, but in a very strange sort of way. It it stars, how do you say his name? I can never say his name right. Nikolai Kulsterwaldo. There you go. He's from Game of Thrones. Jamie Lannister, essentially. There you go. He's Jamie Lannister in Game of Thrones. Shockingly sporting his brown locks, I believe. Yes. Yes, he has brown locks. And he has his beard. He has a beard (laughs) in this movie, which I think he's like blonde and shaven in Game of Thrones, isn't he? Yes. And so, anyway, yeah, he's the, the, the main lead actor, and then Jessica Chastain is the plays his his kind of rocker girlfriend who has very who's very different because she's like kind of known for looking like Bryce Dallas Howard because they both have this long red hair but in this she has like short black hair and like tattoos and 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 has more of that look going on for her because she's a rocker chick and what happens is they end up coming into the charge of these two girls that are uh, Nikolai Collage, <laughs> however you say his name, his nieces, they were, they lived out in the woods and their dad kind of went on a suicide killing spree, but they lived and were like, what, like lived on their own for four years Yeah, before they were found. And everyone is kind of confounded, confounded and scratching their heads going, how did these girls last this long? Because one of them I mean, the oldest one is not very old. 
And so it's like, how were they able to <laughs> to live this long on their own um, in the woods and survive? And you start learning that they're kind of referencing that mom, mama took care of them. And you kind of see this through. And, and they kind of have some feral children tendencies from being on their own. Um, and certain eccentricities from having this situation happen to them. But when they get put in the charge of their of their uncle here, then all of a sudden him and his rocker chick girlfriend are kind of thrown into parent mode, but aren't necessarily happy about it. Jessica Chastain's character is especially really reluctant about having to all of a sudden be a parent when she's trying to be this independent feminist sort of attitude. And uh, it, so it kind of become the supernatural stuff actually comes pretty late in the movie for a movie that seems to be a really supernatural movie in a sense, because you're not sure what's going on. You're trying to understand what's going on exactly um, in this. But you find out that the reason they did live was because of a supernatural entity. And you kind of find out the story of, of, mama as she's referred to and where she kind of where she kind of fits in but i guess what's interesting about this movie is it just uh it works on that idea of not only do you get kind of this pretty good kind of scare movie but it also has like like i said kind of an interesting story to it and like i said has a really unique way to talk about parenthood (laughs) And what it is to be thrown into parenthood and how, even in the midst of reluctance, um, anyone can have kind of kind of an attachment and a love toward children happen to them. And so it, it just kind of is interesting how it plays with those ideas and is really, uh, and really kind of tells an intense story in the midst of that too. And I don't know, I don't, I never, I haven't seen the new It, and so I don't know if the Bouchettes have kept up their their name by making another decent flick like that. But uh, I, I found Mama really intriguing. Mama's a lot was a lot smaller of a movie, even though it starred people that were kind of like, you could say, the it's, it, <laughs> it people of the moment. Um, but it was kind of, kind of smaller, uh, kind of a smaller movie in that way, but just really, really entertaining and still gives you that, that kind of scare factor. That's kind of fun sometimes in movies. And so Mama would be my second recommendation. And I guess on the scale, I don't know. It's better than your average. So maybe three and a half again to be boring. Three and a half out of five. I thought all the performances were well. Little kids can be tough. And I thought the two little kids in this were really well, given that they had to play kind of different. In in one sense, it's easy for a child to be spooky because you just have a child stand there weird and stare. But they had to do a little more with it, with, you know, kind of how they were, you know, quote-unquote, raised for four years within this movie world. And so I thought that they did a good job, too. And, uh, yeah, so all that was was well done. And and it looks good. It has a really good kind of a cinematography look to it. And when you finally get to meet Mama, she has these very disturbing arms. They're, like, long. They're weirdly long. Which is kind of a kind of a neat little um, design character design for her that kind of gives it just a little bit of that that little bit off putting 
creepiness um, to that. So, so yeah, that's that's my uh, last recommendation. We're just going to give a couple, and we'll kind of wrap up this episode just to give you some scary movie recommendations. Like I said, we tried to pick a little more recent ones that we enjoyed and uh, had a good time watching because, um, you know, horror movies are one of those things that you can really watch a lot of bad ones before you get to good ones. <laughs> And so it's kind of nice to know which ones might be a little better to watch or which ones you might um, be a little happier that you ended up watching. So, uh, yeah, with that, we'll just close this one. So we are on Facebook and Twitter, and so hope, hopefully you'll like us there. We put up movie news, updates, any of that old thing. Uh, we also, you know, put put these up on, you might even be listening, obviously, on one of them, iTunes. YouTube, any other podcasting, listening thing that you would use. So if you subscribe to us on one of those, that'd be great. Those subscriptions are really nice to mean a lot to us. And so hopefully you'll do that and we keep the show going. Really happy to do it. We love to talk movies. That's why that's what the show is called. And so with that, this is Steven. This is Dakota. Have fun getting scared. Have fun getting scared.